0: Real quick, before I start the show today, I wanted to let you know that I now have a YouTube channel, and I'm going to have new episodes of the show up on the channel, as well as some short little clips here and there. You can find that at fairlyimportant.com YouTube, or you can just go to YouTube and type in the words Fairly Important. I'll be sure to have a link in the show notes. Okay, on to the show. So here's the definition of the word self righteous having or characterized by a certainty, especially an unfounded one, that one is totally correct or morally superior. You know, as a Christian, I've been accused of being self righteous. But we now live in a world where every year in June, an entire month is set aside where people from the lgbtqia2s plus community stand up and shout this is my sexuality this is the person i have sex with i'm proud of it and if you aren't you should be ashamed of yourself and i don't know but that seems kind of self-righteous too Hey, thanks for tuning in to a fairly important podcast. My name is Travis Rusko. And if you've ever tuned into this show before, you may notice that I went missing for, I don't know, three months or four months or something like that. And I figure before I get into today's show, I may as well give you a little bit of an update to help you understand where it is that I've been. But a few things happened in my life here recently that just, it it ended up making it that I needed to put the show on pause. And yet here I am attempting to bring it back. Two things happened. Number one, just kind of a financial thing. So the show is something that I've just done with my own time. And while it may become something that is a, a financial success as time goes on, at this point in time, it's it's just my thing that I'm doing. It's just my show. By the way, if you want to support the show, you can do that at fairlyimportant.com support. Just figured that would be a good time to put a plug in for that. So I've been doing the show. It's not anything I'm making money doing. Again, maybe that'll change one day. And I had a job, but due to the seasonal nature of that particular job that I was in, I ended up without work for a good chunk of the fall, and essentially all of winter. And when that happened, I I was already doing some things on the side, outside of my my typical 9-to-5 job, because I just try to be an entrepreneur in my day-to-day life. And I was doing some things on the side that were actually going really good, but because my regular job was no more... I had to really kick things into high gear in an attempt to take that side gig and turn it into a full-time income. And so for a number of months now, I've just really been focused on that, and I have not had the time for the show. But another thing happened, and I really feel like this has impacted me recording as well, though for different reasons than than the work situation. But another thing happened, and that was on February 27th, I was sitting in church. I was there with my wife and my kids. We were ready to get get church going for the day. Um, the pastor was about to get up on stage and start announcements and everything. And I saw I had a missed call from my brother. And it was weird for my brother to call me you know, early in the morning on a Sunday. So I called him back. And here in the middle of church, I found out that, um, my mom and dad were home. Uh, he was, he was helping her move from one room of the house to another room because my mom had been struggling with just really horrible full body pain for a number of years. And so she needed a lot of help around the house and he was helping her across the hallway and she just kind of just in his hands became dead weight they called 911, and uh, my, my mom passed away unexpectedly that morning. That was on February 27th. I know that's been a few months now. But between the work situation and the unexpected passing of my mom, uh, things have just kind of been a little insane lately. And so the show had to go to the side. And my hope is that it could be back now and that I could get back to this, and I hope that you can continue to to join me for the ride, even though I had to stop the ride here for a little while. Sorry if um, if that explanation was a little bit longer than I originally intended, but again, if you have been tuning in, I feel like I owe it to you to let you know why I haven't been here. Now that I've explained that, I want to talk about Pride Month, for a little bit, because Pride Month is, well, it, it goes on for an entire month in June, hence the name. And today is the beginning of Pride Month, meaning that for the next, you know, 30 days, major corporations all over the country and internationally as well, but especially in the Western world major corporations are going to try as hard as they can to prove just how woke they are by taking their logo and changing whatever the color was originally, changing that over to a rainbow. Just like when um, BLM was burning cities down all across the country, the thing for people to do, especially on social media, was to take their logo, to take their their, their profile picture, and to just turn that into a, a black square or a, a black circle, depending on whatever um, social media platform you were on. So for 30 days, that is what's going to be happening. You're going to see rainbow logos everywhere. And basically everyone from athletes to people in the mainstream media are going to shame any company that refuses to bow down and, and and worship at this, this blasphemous altar on what a lot of people consider to be the holiest holiday of the year. And today's episode, I'm titling it Pride is Self-Righteous. Because when you're truly puffed up with pride, it's not enough just to be proud of yourself. You know, sure, you get it that you're wonderful, but you need everybody around you, everyone to absolutely agree with you that you're worthy of worship it's not enough for somebody to say look hey you know that's not for me but to each their own rather the lgbtqia2s plus etc pride month is a time when you must fully embrace and celebrate every form of sex and sexuality mankind can possibly imagine with each other, with animals, with cartoon characters. So if you use social media, you're going to see it everywhere. If you watch anything on your television or your phone or your computer, anything that has commercials, you're going to be bombarded with Pride Month. And it doesn't matter what age you are. So for instance, last year... I remember seeing a picture of a small child at a pride parade looking at two men who were dressed up as dogs. Those men weren't wearing really much of anything in the way of clothing, but they did have dog masks and muzzles on, and they were being led around a city street on chains. In the middle of the day with at least one child watching the evil occur. I also remember how Blue's Clues put out a music video with a pride parade. And, you know, they they wanted to have a pride parade to celebrate cartoon animals the world over who are gay and bi and everything in between. and. Of course, the grand marshal of that particular parade was voiced by an actual cross-dressing man. Because, again, this is supposed to be normal now. There's actually adults who think little kids, little Blue's Clues watching aged children need to be exposed to this. And um, we call those adults groomers. And the groomers who do this, along with their defenders in the press, they're going to say that's nonsense. They're going to say that that's homophobic or transphobic. But this is the same worldview that creates secret trans clubs and trans closets in America's schools. Again, it's all secret. I mean, it's, it's not a secret that it's happening because these people go out there and, and say this. But they want it to be a secret from the parents. And I don't know, whenever there's an adult that's telling a kid, hey, we're going to do this thing and I want you to keep it a secret from your parents. That's the very definition of a groomer. So take, for instance, Thomas Martin Edwards. He works for the Oakland Unified School District. And this was, uh, I think, like a month or two ago that I heard this. Um he was talking about their trans closet in their school and this isn't the only school that has done this but they have this this closet and the idea is that the kids you know go to school dressed however their parents wanted them to to, to dress and then they they change into their trans self in the closet and and hear this quote from him he said and I use the idea that this is like Superman changing in a phone booth. But that idea actually goes a lot further than that, because Superman isn't Clark Kent. Clark Kent is actually the disguise. And when Clark Kent goes into the phone booth, he transforms into Superman, who is really just who he truly is, Cal L. So this gives our trans students the opportunity to be the superheroes that we know they are. Again, these are the people who trumpet Pride Month. People who are telling your kids, hey, keep this secret from your parents, but look, I know you're a boy. I know you've been a boy and you will always be a boy. But come to school in your boy clothes, hide a skirt in your backpack, go into the trans closet and come out as your superhero self. And don't call me a groomer as I'm as I'm saying that you should do this because that's totally not what I am. These are the people who trumpet Pride Month. And every year, they put Sodom and Gomorrah to shame. They succeed at that every single year, and it gets more and more intense every year. And at this point in time, you might be thinking, look, okay, You're going on this rant. Um, It's obvious that you're a horrible bigot and that you're transphobic and that you're homophobic. But you're saying that pride is self-righteous. And I don't know, because I'm hearing you talk and you seem like the self-righteous person. You seem like the puffed up person. You seem like the prideful person. And, And you're probably also thinking, look, I don't know if this guy realizes this, but Jesus... Ate with tax collectors and sinners and prostitutes. And and you're probably thinking that you just want so badly to insert some sort of logic there in that that reality that he, he did hang out with sinners. You, you just want to insert some kind of logic there that says he therefore approved of their debauchery. So since you might be thinking those two things, let's address... Uh, Let's address both of those. Number one, am I the prideful one? And two, what about Jesus hanging out with prostitutes? So let's start by, um, let's tackle that first one. Let's, Let's start by addressing me. I will say right off the bat that I'm somebody who has struggled with pride at various times in my life. And I can totally still fall into that today. However, I'm not here today to say that I'm better than any unrepentant gay person or unrepentant lesbian person. I'm literally better than zero people on planet Earth. But what I can say as a believer is that there was a time in my life that I was too prideful, too self-righteous to admit my need for a savior. As Psalm 104:4 says, in his pride the wicked man does not seek him. In all his thoughts there is no room for God. That was me. That is all of us before we realize we're lost and we're headed to hell without Christ as our savior. And I was not then, nor am I now a member of the LGBT community, but I was running from God and A ton of different ways. But one day, by the grace of God, I fell on my knees by the side of a lake in the Pennsylvania mountains. And I asked him to forgive my sins. And I'm still not perfect, nor will I ever be on this side of eternity. But when God looks at me, yes, I'm I'm still a sinner. Yes, I'm somebody who still struggles daily. But when he looks at me... He sees his perfect sacrifice instead of my sin. I still get angry because I have a sin nature. I still think things and say things that I shouldn't. I struggle with laziness and greed and a number of things. But the difference between a repentant person and one who isn't is the understanding that the sin is there and that it needs to be dealt with. The difference between a repentant person and somebody who says, no, this is who I am and this is how I'm going to live, is that the repentant person comes before God humbly and says, God, I, I know I don't have this right. Please forgive me. Please help me tomorrow to be a different man than I am today. I I know I need you in order to do this. That is the difference. Again, that verse from Psalm 104, in his pride, the wicked man does not seek him and all his thoughts. There is no room for God. Pride month is a celebration of self and sex. Pride is self-righteous. And pride month is a time where millions of people shout from the rooftops, look at me look at me. I don't care what you think. I don't care what your God thinks. I'm proud of what I am. I'm proud of what I'm doing. I'm not going to change it for anyone, not even him. And some people here might think, okay, does God even really want anybody to change their sex life? Is that something he's even really worried about? Again, he hung up with prostitutes and sinners and tax collectors. And well, Let's go to that, because that's the, that's the second thing that I said I wanted to, to kind of tackle here. And it comes up a lot. What about Jesus hanging out with prostitutes and tax collectors and sinners? Well, let's look at that. Luke 5, 29-32. Levi gave a big reception for him, that is Jesus. Levi gave a big reception for him in his house. And there was a great crowd of tax collectors and other people who were reclining at the table with them. The Pharisees and their scribes began grumbling at his disciples, saying, Why do you eat and drink with the tax collectors and sinners? And Jesus answered and said to them, It is not those who are well who need a physician, but those who are sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance." You're right. He hung out with sinners. But he didn't swing by earth for 33 years to just hang out with fallen mankind and then die a criminal's death on a cross. That's not what he was doing. On the contrary, as he told the prideful, self-righteous Pharisees, look, I'm hanging out with these people because they have a sickness and I am the doctor. I'm eating dinner with this tax collector and his friends because they're one heartbeat away from an eternal consequence for the life they're living. And I'm here to bring them salvation. And this was always his intention. This was why he interacted with lost human Beings, And when I say lost human beings, I don't say that like a Pharisee acting like I'm better than people who, who don't know Christ. I'm saying that as a human being who was once lost myself and who would be lost today had I not turned my life over to Christ. And we see this again and again and again in his interactions with people. You might think of the story of the woman at the well, the Pharisees come and they, 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 they bring this woman before Jesus and they say, teacher, this woman's been caught in adultery in the very act. And they tell him how, how the law um, states that she should be stoned to death. And Jesus, he's, he doesn't even seem like he's really paying attention to these guys. He's just says he stoops down on the ground and starts writing on the ground with his finger. This is in John eight or verse seven. It says, but when they persisted in asking him, he straightened up and said to them. And this is, uh, this is something that should really just cut at anybody. He said to them, he who is without sin among you, let him be the first to throw a stone at her. Again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground. When they heard it, they began to go out one by one, beginning with the older ones. And he was left alone and the woman where she was in the center of the court. Straightening up, Jesus said to her, woman, where are they? Did no one condemn you? She said, no one, Lord. And then Jesus said, I do not condemn you either. Go from now on and sin no more. People like to stop at the part where he where Jesus just says, I do not condemn you either, because if you stop at that part where Jesus says, I do not condemn you either, then that means he doesn't condemn any of us for any reason. Again, if it's Pride Month and you're really excited about Pride Month, hey, he's fine with with whatever we want to do with our bodies, with whatever we want to do with other people's bodies, The problem is, he keeps talking. I do not condemn you either. Go. From now on, sin no more. He didn't say, go. Keep having sex with as many guys as you want. He said, okay. I don't condemn you for your sin, which, by the way, totally deserves condemnation. I don't condemn you for your sin. Now, stop. Stop it. Repent. Turn away from this. Show me that you see that you've been given a great gift. Show me that you're serious about this and turn away from your wickedness. And he does that with sinners all throughout Scripture. And some people listened to him. And others, whether they were prideful, self-righteous Pharisees or prideful, self-righteous sinners, said no. They said, I don't want anything to do with you. I'm living my life and I'm going to live it my way. And this is why pride is self-righteous. Proverbs 16, 18 Pride goes before destruction, and a haughty spirit before a fall. James 4.6 God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. And this is why he opposes the proud. He opposes your LGBTQIA2S+, etc. Pride Month pride. And he exposes the pride of the person that's too self-righteous in their, in their man-made religion to turn to Christ. I'm a Pharisee. I, I pray X number of times a day. I tithe my money. I do this. I do that. I'm good. I don't have a need for a Savior because I've saved myself. God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. But those of us who respond to Christ by saying, look, I'll, I'll give you everything, Lord. I don't even know what that looks like. But I see the error of my ways. I see that I'm a sinner and I'm here to give you my life as a living sacrifice. Those of us who respond to him like that, we've got the right idea. And we've got eternal life. And I don't say that to be prideful and puffed up and self-righteous because there is no righteousness that exists within me other than the righteousness of Christ. I say that because if you're excited about Pride Month, if you think this is the highest holy holiday of the year, it might be time to to look at your life, to see that your pride is self-righteousness and to repent and turn to Christ as your Savior. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in today. I hope you enjoyed the podcast and I really hope that after this long time away that I'll be back again real soon. God bless. I bet you thought I was gone, but I'm not. And apparently neither are you. If you don't mind, I'd love for you to do me a quick favor. Hit the subscribe or follow button in whatever podcast app you're using right now. I'll also ask you to review the show. If you do a written review, I might even read it on an upcoming episode. You can do that on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, CastBox, Podcast Addict, or Podchaser or at fairlyimportant.com slash love the podcast. Okay, I'm going to go for real now. You can go too.